0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
1: This is Total Information AM Sunday on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Next time somebody says, St. Louis...
2: Ah! What St. Louis got? Well, it has a hip new mini cinema in the Bevo Mill neighborhood. This week, I'm inside a movie theater. It's in the Bevo Mill neighborhood. It's called the Arcaden, and the co-owners are Sarah Baraba and Keith Watson. Oh, thanks for having us.
1: Yeah, thanks for coming
2: out. I didn't really know about this place. It's kind of tucked away. It's not like standing out when you drive by. If you're walking, maybe you could see it. It's one of those places. what a cool idea having a little micro cinema here in bevo how did you guys come to start this place
3: yeah so um we had lived in dc for a while and there was a place there called sun's cinema and they had kind of a similar model where it was just a bar and they would show some movies inside and we moved back to st louis uh four or five years ago and we were kind of like you know the city's crying out for the same kind of thing and so we um bought a building in 2019 um, had a bit of a, a pivot with um, the pandemic, started doing stuff outside, uh, worked with our neighbors to Heavy Anchor to kind of do events outside, and uh, finally got open in March of this year. Now we've got our full 50-seat uh, micro-cinema and our bar and lobby, and we still do movies outside uh, when the weather uh, is good for it. I can't tell you how many times people say, yeah, I bought this place in
2: 2019 or 2020. <laughs> I was like, oops. Yeah. Right. But all of those places that have said that are still around. So you must have done something right during the pandemic to survive.
1: I think it just gave us time to slow down and really think about what works and what doesn't since we were only operating outside. So we could do a lot of trial and error, see what people like to see, see what people don't necessarily come out to see, get some feedback from the audience and then decide like, okay, well, when we're open, this is what we know we want to do. So we got to practice a lot before we opened for real.
2: Okay, so what did you find out that worked?
1: We found out that a lot of people like running to space to throw parties and birthday parties, so that's become a huge part of our business that we didn't think about. Um, People love coming out to see cult classics, you know, the movies that always grab an audience, continue to grab an audience, but then people also like coming out for really weird things, too. (laughs)
3: Like? (laughs) Well, one event that we uh, started doing outside and is kind of our biggest event, always sells out as soon as we put tickets on sale, is called Drinkless Cage, (laughs) and that's a monthly event we do the last Wednesday of every month, and we show a mystery Nicolas Cage movie, different movie every month. Uh, my wife Sarah and I write the rules for it, uh, drinking game rules. <laughs> and so we hand out the rules and people buy lots of drinks and they yell out drink at the right moments. And, um, you know, it's a lot of fun and people have really responded to that one quite a bit at that event. So give me an example of a movie, a Nick Cage movie that
2: you've done and what are the rules for the drinking game?
3: So we have certain uh, rules that are all the time rules. So anytime. Nicholas Cage uh, yells or shouts in the movie, which happens quite a lot. or anytime he laughs, uh, anytime something's on fire, that one, that one happens a lot. <laughs> um, and then we, we kind of target rules to the movie. so like if there's a big line in the movie, um, you know we'll do a chug rule for that often. Uh, so face off has this great line. I could eat peaches for hours which we have a cocktail in our bar named after that as well. And that was definitely a chug line. So we try to pick up on those big moments. So it kind of makes you watch the movie in a different way that's kind of fun. you know. What I love about this drinking game is, A,
2: Nick Cage has so many movies, you are never going to run out of exactly. options. Yes. B, his movies are wild and crazy for the most part yeah. in an awesome way. I actually met him once at the L.A. airport. Oh, wow. Oh, side cool. story. incredible, yeah. <laughs> There is a video on YouTube called Nick Cage losing his bleep. (laughs) It is magical. It's just a four-minute collection of the wildest Nick Cage moments. I recommend you look it up. I can't say it on the radio. (laughs) What are some of the other events you do?
1: Uh, we have some programmers that work with us every month. So we have a silent film um, from Silence, Please St. Louis that shows the second Wednesday of every month. Um, there's a cult movie series that's been around for... Oh my gosh! More it's than like a decade, almost
3: fifteen years. So.
1: Uh, called Strange Brew, um, and that's the first Wednesday of every month. Uh, this the first Thursday of every month. We do an art house horror series from Dark D- Dream Cinema. Um, then we've got a wrestling event uh, that happens every other month. Some classic wrestling matches or content. Wait,
3: a wrestling event? <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> we don't <'Cause> actually. <laughs> one, the,
3: the other one sounded like movie <laughs> theater. Then you said wrestling. Yeah, we, we try to do things that maybe are a little bit offbeat from what a normal movie theater would do. Um, that was a, a guy who approached us named Steven, and he has a big collection of old wrestling tapes and stuff. And so um, we just do it as a free event, and he'll show um, you know old matches or um, you know like we're, this month I think it's a documentary about a certain wrestler. Um, so it's it's just kind of a little offbeat sort of thing. Um, we also do a monthly VHS night. Oh, yeah. and so it works where the admission price, quote unquote, is a VHS tape. Everybody brings in a tape and then we vote on which tape we want to watch. So it kind of goes to like what's the craziest thing you can bring in, what's you know something we'd never see. And um, we've had really weird ones win uh, like a movie that was about, Cleveland Browns fans who were upset about the owner moving the team and um, you know just really bizarre uh, totally off the wall things tend to win that. Some people will leave the tapes after the night and we've collected a bunch of those as well so we we have a little collection growing in our lobby of uh, VHS tapes people have brought in. I love that theater
2: democracy. Yes. That's <laughs> really good. Yeah. Cult uh, movies you said. Give me, give me a couple of examples of ones you've shown that have been popular.
3: Yeah, I'd say um, John Carpenter's The Thing. That was one that, um, you know, was certainly uh, did really well. We showed on, there was a Friday the 13th that fell in October of this year. So we showed Friday the 13th, part three in 3D in our um, mm. indoor theater. And then we showed part four, the quote unquote final chapter, even though they made about seven, eight more movies after that. Uh, we showed that outside in our outdoor theater. And uh, you know, people really responded to those. The movie Zardoz from the '70s, which is this crazy sci-fi movie with um, Sean Connery in like a speedo onesie, leather, red leather speedo getup, and a ponytail. That movie, um, you know, I think people really uh, responded to well. Um, but there's, I mean, lots of lots of different stuff that uh, people like. Um, now, what is it
2: like in this theater on silent movie night? <laughs> Quiet? It,
1: yeah, I mean, it's it's a different vibe than other nights, but those always pack the house. Those events mm-hmm. usually sell out every month, so we're filling this place with 50 people, and probably half of them have never seen a silent movie before. So that's been really fun to share these movies, some of which are turning 100 years old.
2: The name, Arcaden. I wasn't sure exactly how to pronounce it. Yeah. What, what does that
3: com- Where does that come from? So it comes from an Orson Welles movie called Mr. Arkodin, um and we picked it because... I'm a big Orson Welles fan. He kind of worked very independently. After a certain point, he had to kind of like work very scrappy. So he'd like take on jobs to make money to make the movies he was passionate about. He was both a popular figure, but also very much in kind of artistic visionary. Um, and we kind of liked that blend of like the sort of highbrow and the lowbrow and the middlebrow all together in one person. And the film, we just thought it had the name kind of just had a nice ring to it. It sort of felt like an old movie theater um, name, but we do sometimes kind of regret it because uh, people have trouble pronouncing it. So before every movie we show here, we have this little um, 30 second thing I cut together from the movie of people saying the name over and over again. And at the end, we kind of, um, for people from St. Louis, will remember the old Warenberg Theater, with, where they would have this whispered, Warenberg, Wehrenberg. <laughs> so it has kind of Arcadon whispered um, to sort of evoke, uh, you know, the old Warenberg thing.
2: <laughs> Smart. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the name actually fits the Bevo neighborhood for some reason. We'll talk about the neighborhood a little bit. I mean, I think... A lot of people in St. Louis know it for the Bosnian population that has been here for a long time, but it has evolved. Beyond that?
1: Uh, Well, I actually sit on the board of the uh, Community Improvement District here. And, you know, we're really trying to reinvent the neighborhood as a destination to go for the arts and for nightlife, cuisine. There's just so many different cultures that have settled here in Bevo. You know, I think it used to be the Bosnian community, but now there's a a large Latino population in the neighborhood. There's also a, um, a large Middle Eastern population in the neighborhood. And you can go down. Gravois and get a different um, world cuisine every night of the week. Um, So that's been really cool to see. And then also, you know, uh, we do have a lot of great nightlife, but uh, right next to Tim's just opened up French Curve, which is a gallery. Heavy Anchor next door has a concert venue. Um, So, you know, there's a lot of different things going on in the neighborhood that um, I don't know that people are necessarily aware of as the neighborhood starts to reinvent itself.
3: Tell me about yourselves. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I've I've loved movies my whole life, but I have no um, real professional tie to them. I I was a film critic or reviewed movies just on the side. I'm a lawyer by training. I went to Washu Law School. I currently have a full time job outside of this as well. I work for USDA. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we really just were both um, film lovers and, you know, we're married, if that didn't come through in the interview. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think a lot of our relationship was built around watching movies or, like, you know, we mentioned Drinkless Cage. We would do drinking games just by ourselves and in our apartment, you know. So um, a lot of what we bring to it comes kind of from our relationship, I'd say.
1: Oh. Uh -uh. (laughs) I am. I guess my most recent thing is I'm a teacher. I took some time off to open up the cinema. So this is my full-time gig at the moment. Um, But by trade, I'm a special ed teacher.
2: Okay. And what is your interest in movies?
1: Um, You know, I think I just always enjoyed um, seeing things that my parents would share with me. And then when Keith and I started dating, he brought a lot of interesting uh, things (laughs) before my eyes. So Really, a lot of our relationship at the beginning was based on, you know, Keith sharing these wild movies with me, and I just kind of came along for the ride and got interested in it myself.
3: (laughs) Give me a couple of your favorite films. Yeah, it's always hard. Um, The movie I always mention is uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey. I saw it when I was fairly young, probably like 12 or 13, and it just kind of blew my mind, the visuals of it and just the whole vibe of it. It kind of showed me, like, movies can be this totally take you to this totally different kind of realm. Uh, so that, that was definitely a big one for me. Um, I, yeah, we, we always struggle <laughs> with this question. I know, it's so a possible question. I just, whatever comes to the top of your mind. I <laughs> feel like a movie that for us was kind of connected with a lot was a movie called Suspiria, mm-hmm. which is this Italian horror movie from the 70s. And it's just got these crazy bright colors and this weird gore, but it's got this totally... Groovy vibe to it, and um, you know things that are kind of offbeat like that. I think we tend to respond to a lot. For me, a
2: couple that come to the top of my head are Apocalypse Now, sure, yeah, and Cool Hand Luke. Oh yeah, those are both both great. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, do you have any plans for the future that you're thinking about in terms of either uh, new nights you're going to do or expansion? I don't know what whatever you're thinking about with your business.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're constantly thinking of. You know, what can we do that's different? What can we do that will get people in that they won't necessarily get to do at another movie theater? Um, We're talking right now about programming for the holidays. Um, So we're still trying to nail down exactly what that will be, but maybe showing some like holiday adjacent movies rather than just like completely holiday movies.
3: We're always experimenting. You know, um, we are always trying to see what works and what doesn't, what people respond to and what they don't. One thing that we do work on that's a little bit outside of the movies that Sarah's focused on is the bar. Um, we have different cocktails. We have rotating cocktails for the seasons. We um, try to rotate the beers that we have in uh, according to the season as well. So we do try to keep things fresh in terms of uh, the, the drink offerings that we have as well. What are the
2: basic hours that people can come and what nights are you open and all that stuff?
1: Typically, we're always showing a movie to the public Wednesday through Friday, Um, Saturdays and Sundays, depending on if we're booked for private events. We might have um, a matinee or um, an evening show, but usually always Wednesday through Friday and then periodically on Monday evenings, too.
2: And how about the outdoor theater? That looks like fun. Uh, When is that open and when does it shut down?
3: So typically it's open April or May, uh, and we close it down. Basically, end of October is when you stop getting consistently okay weather. So, um, yeah, pretty much from April or May to October. Keith Watson, Sarah Baraba, co-owners of
2: Arcaden Micro Cinema in the Bevo Mill neighborhood. I highly recommend coming here. It's a cool spot, and I can tell you right now I'm going to be a customer. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, we look
3: forward to seeing you out